0: Egg.
1: Man and his amazing friend.
2: Hey, Ryan. Hello, Griffin. How are, you, how are you this week? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm so tired. Freshly
0: graduated.
2: Yes, yes. You uh, look older. It's the beard. <laughs> it's the beard and the bags under my eyes and the horrible aging college due my body. The fact that you're body.
0: extremely drunk, it... <laughs> 8 o'clock in the evening.
2: <laughs> yeah, hammered. Um, nah, I don't know. Just that time of the year. It's an exhausting time of the year, but it's also the happiest time of the year. You know why? It's because we're here making Stegman and his amazing friends. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you. Ethan, say thank you. Thank you. It's polite. Yeah. Come on, Ethan. Get your shit together. What
0: time is it there in Hawaii right now, Ethan? Ethan's in Hawaii for the, for listeners.
2: It's fine exclusively lives in the non-continental United States. He just pops mm-hmm. back and forth between yep. Alaska and Hawaii. Yep. Ethan, which one's better?
1: Uh, well, 100% in every way Hawaii. I, I don't <laughs> recommend that anyone ever even go to Alaska.
0: What about uh, in having bears?
1: Alaska is definitely number one in having bears out of the two, but I don't know if that's <laughs> right. ever been a selling point for anyone. Right. Um,
2: what about not dying in a volcano accident?
1: I haven't died yet. So, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, it's kind of like, quick. pick your poison. Cool. Bears or volcanoes? Um, mm-hmm.
0: For me, That's it's a good volcanoes. That's It's quick. What about lava bears?
1: Lava bears? Yeah. Is that the new book you're working on for Image? Oh,
2: yes, shit. with our guest.
0: Oh,
2: <laughs> Dennis Hopeless is here, everybody. What's up, Dennis?
3: Oh, not a lot. Just listen to you talk about bears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: This is the kind of quality content people subscribe to this show for, Lava Bears. Uh, Ryan, could you sketch up a Lava Bear throughout the show, and then we'll post it on Twitter at the end?
0: Of course. All right. Fuck yeah. I'm not
2: doing I that. I can't wait to see it. It's going to be very cool. Um, Dennis, do you want to write a Lava Bear script throughout the show, and then we'll <laughs> read it? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I was Moving on. That's, that's fine. <laughs> well... Uh, Dennis you do like to write some stuff What is some of that stuff that you like to write? That's and an they're question.
0: sanding in your house right now
3: Very <laughs> clearly Yeah they're sanding My floors. My house is being renovated And I was I set up to do the podcast with you guys tonight Not knowing that they were going to be sanding my floors So there are big <laughs> industrial sanders sanding my floors right now But when I tried Are you to in the house? The car, well I'm in the garage Because when I tried to do it in the car You guys kept cutting in and out So
2: not ideal okay. situation, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> so special, guest star. Comic books. <laughs> special guest star, the Sanders over at Hopeless's house, they'll, uh, they'll be providing the ambiance for the evening. Everybody. It's not often
1: that the guest star brings their own guest stars, but Dennis has <laughs> brought several folks along for their ride.
0: Listen, it's the, it's the holidays. This is going to happen. Our episodes, listen, they're going to suck. It's fine. <laughs>
3: uh, yeah. I'll try to, I mean, I'll try to make weird background noise with being very yeah. charismatic. All
0: right. that's uh, So be. I like to write comic cool. books,
3: I guess. This yeah. is a segue from your question. Um, Sweet. I'm currently writing uh, Sea of Stars and Image with Jason Aaron mm-hmm. and Stephen Green. And to, actually today, uh, Revenge of the Cosmic
0: Ghost Rider number one came out. So oh, that. that was today. I didn't realize that that was today. Yeah people excited Cosmic about that. Cosmic
2: Ghost Rider, a Super character fun. of frequent guest star and Venom boy Donny Case's creation. Very cool.
3: Yep. Donny and I had a uh, sort of terrible turkey sandwiches in Austin a few months ago and talked about the story. We got to talk about Cosmic Ghost Rider. That was fun. Uh, and then cool. they just announced this week that um, my Exo Manowar series of Valiant launches in March. So that's exciting. Oh, that's Ooh. great. Um, Who's drawn that, man? Emilio Lasso.
0: Okay. Uh,
3: not, who not I worked not with familiar, on the Spider-Man but... thing.
0: What? Okay, cool. I said not familiar, but I'm sure yeah, he's no. great.
3: He's awesome. Yeah, he did. Um, I did the gamer versus Spider-Man book that ties into the PS4 game, and he did one of our mm-hmm. arcs and was awesome. So, uh, yeah, I'm also doing that. Um,
0: continuing to write the gamer vs Spider-Man book and various <laughs> other other unannounced things. Well, let's uh, let's take it back to the beginning, Dennis. When did we meet? Do you remember? I remember. Uh, neither one of us were professional comic book creators when we met.
3: That's not true. What are you talking <laughs> you, about? You were making comics, but they weren't fucking professional.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but you had Gearhead out. Yeah, that's not professional either. Oh, okay. That's I guess account. your standard is lower than mine. Well, I would say that being published. Yeah, have you was... made money from it? Yeah. No, I made no money. I made, I oh, made some well. money. Okay. No. Yeah, we were. Ryan and I were fresh faced. Uh, noobs. Yeah, mm-hmm. early, mid-twenties, 24 yeah. or so. Yes, we were.
2: we're
3: the same age. Yes, we're the same age. We were, um... I don't know, was it Was in it Chicago? Talo I think was so, yeah.
0: Wizard World Chicago. Not yeah. even C2E2 yet, because they didn't have it.
3: Kevin Mellon introduced me to you.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And, uh... Yeah, I
0: don't know. We had pizza at Giordano's. And we became lifelong best friends... Uh, and then, you know, actually, you know, I'm going to brag a little bit here. I mean, I think Jason Aaron's uh, story about you on CBR was probably a bigger factor, but I did I did make you talk to the editor who gave you your first work, correct or incorrect?
3: No, you did. Yeah, yeah. you helped me out. We were at a
0: show and I, I, was, I was standing there with Dennis and one of my editors was talking to me and I was just like, oh, by the way, you should meet Dennis. He's great, you know. <laughs> and then I th- I believe the the sequence of events was... Dennis, uh, who is friend, he's fr- close friends with Jason Aaron. Uh, they both live in Kansas City. Uh, they, so I, I, had gotten Alejandro Arbona, who was our ed- my editor at the time, to, uh, you know, get a package of samples from Dennis, and then, uh, and then I think he ignored them largely, but <laughs> yes, then. Completely. Yeah. Uh, then Jason wrote this CBR article about making it in comics and how he knew who Dennis was going to make it because Dennis had the drive and all that. And Alejandro was like, I think that's the guy that I have that package from. So he went and looked at the package and was like, hmm, I think I'm going to hire this guy. And then, you know,
3: is, now he's yeah, writing he me.
0: all kinds of shit.
3: Yeah. He called me at my sad sign job where I printed <laughs> wide format signs in a basement of a man's house and asked me if I'd be interested in pitching Marvel.
0: Oh, yeah, that, that's, that's another sweet. That's another uh, touchstone we have is that you printed one of my, si- my banners at a convention for me. In, that the, was ba- then, in the basement
1: that. of a man's house?
3: Well, uh, when I took the job, he had a full fledged business, and then he realized that it was cheaper to do it in his basement. So for right. five years, I printed signs in his fucking basement. And how old were uh, you? <laughs> what? He was 12? <laughs> I was 20. I don't know. I was 29 when I quit the job. Oh, okay. i was a grown man. It was fine. Listen, I didn't want any golden handcuffs. I liked having a shitty job that I wanted out of <laughs> that I could easily re- replace with Marvel work. Uh, right. But yeah. no, I've known Ryan since the very beginning.
2: Yep. I'm going to take it back one step because you brought up uh, Giordano's and Giordano's is overrated as shit. <laughs> oh. Well, I like Detroit-style pizza better,
0: personally. But Giordano's is pretty it's I mean for what it is it's like cake pizza. <laughs> if you're looking to like really pack on the pounds, I don't know. I think Giordano's is all right, but it you know, it's pretty pretty repl- replicable like uh what's it called um uh the pizza pizza around here is pretty much the same thing. Mm-hmm. They have a Giordano's in Detroit now too.
2: I know. Uh, they got one in Grand here. Rapids as well. I don't know. Oh, okay. I just wanted to bring it up because I know people are always like Giordano's, Chicago's, the Chicago pizza. I'm like,
0: I, I we, prefer we, Pequods and Chicago. Are we
1: introducing a new segment of local Michigan food outlet reviews?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If I get you guys uh, at uh, C2E2, um, we will go to uh, Pequods and Giordano's, and we'll we'll decide which one. Oh, and the Malnati's. Three nights in a row, pizza. Your heart would just fucking right. stop if you
2: ate that three <laughs> nights in a row. Uh, you know what? I'm yeah. not
0: doing much with it anyway.
2: <laughs> all right, Ryan. Well, a couple of us want to try and write comic books for a little bit, so I'd okay. prefer to do die from eating pizza after that part. Yeah, I've already accomplished
0: all that. I can. I'm done. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, what we were going to talk about a little bit is uh, Sea of Stars. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, you have that. What, what issue is that on image right now uh, issue like five issue came out we're taking
3: a big break uh okay. after issue five so the first arc is out the trade comes out in january and then we will launch again in the spring for the second arc so
0: and what's what's a big break like a you said a cup like three months or something
3: yeah i think it's i think it's three after the trade comes out uh steven moved the artist Stephen green moved across the country right after he finished issue five and like he moved with all of his things in his car with no idea where he was going to live. So okay. uh, he needed a to settle in. But Steven's an interesting fellow. Now. Yeah. Steven, I love Stephen. He uh, makes decisions sometimes. Right. Like that one. <laughs>
0: um, okay. Well, uh, tell us about the book and how it came about with you and Jason working together and all that stuff. I yeah, feel like we should
1: it's... kick around the idea of renaming the show "Friends of Jason Aaron," but never Jason Aaron, because like with how much Donnie <laughs> talks about Jason, everybody's best friends with Jason Aaron, but he'll never come on. He's just out of uh, our grasp.
0: We've had yep. Scotty and Jason are super tight. Dennis and Jason are close, and uh, Donnie and Jason are close. I I on the other hand am afraid of Jason, so yeah. <laughs> I have hung out with Jason, but I but I'm afraid of him, so I don't say much. All right, go ahead, go ahead, Dennis.
3: Um. So yeah, Jason and I had talked for years about doing co-writing a book, but anytime we would pitch each other ideas, they were vastly different, and he never particularly wanted to do my ideas, and I largely couldn't understand what the fuck he was talking about when he would pitch ideas. Uh, and so we, it never happened. And then Stephen Green came to a Comic-Con here in Kansas City, and he had just done a little bit of Hellboy work, and mm-hmm. it was very clear that someone was going to scoop him up to do something cool. And I went and told Jason, like, hey, Steven really loves your work. He'll say yes to anything. Let's go pretend we have a book, and we'll get him to agree to it. So we went over there and did that. And then Jason and I had to figure out what to write. Um, Mm -hmm. And so what we landed on is kind of a combination of two of our ideas, where I wanted to do a book about a father and a son experiencing scary stuff, and the kid thinks of it as a fun, like, adventure story, and the dad thinks of it as, like, a dark terrifying Cormac McCarthy novel like The Road and Jason really wanted to do crazy space shit so we kind of smashed those two things together so the book is like a cross between Finding Nemo and The Road Um, but I write the road part he writes the Finding Nemo part so Jason writes all the scenes with the sun swimming through the space and interacting with space animals and to me it's like a terrifying space horror movie where the dad is trying to find his kid that he assumes is dead
0: so, is that how you kind of break it down as you go scene by scene, or you guys work out specific how do you work out the larger beats?
3: yeah, well, we just sat we sat we sat down and plot out the arcs and then we split it up like we kind of know what's gonna happen to each character in each issue, and then yeah, we kind of just sit down and write our scenes, and we'll tweak them if we need to to make them fit in together, but it's very much he writes one point of view, I write the other point of view. And the two stories run alongside one another.
0: Is it kind of is there an editing process where you go back into Jason's stuff, or he goes back into yours and says, "Hey, well, you know, maybe we should change such and such," or is it just kind of like complete trust?
3: We give each other notes. Well, you know, like if, if something doesn't ring right, or, or something would tie in better, we'll give each other notes. But yeah, largely it's we just trust each other.
0: So who's who's more into the giant? Uh, floating leviathans in outer space
3: jason i actually okay. tried to talk him into doing it as like an ice road trucker so it would make more sense to my brain but he really wanted like space a sea in space with weird uh, i don't know like alien fish and i didn't yeah, understand it made,
0: that it ma- this, the title made perfect sense once i started re- reading it yes
3: well it's also sos yeah
0: that's true well, you guys are very smart. Do you feel that? Do you guys do you think that you guys have very different aesthetics, or, or do you feel like there's there is some overlap? I mean, we we
3: are interested in telling similar kinds of stories thematically, but yeah, like we come at writing from a completely different perspective. So it's really fun to plot with him because mine is all very character centric and it's all about like being in the dad's head and being scared of something that a kid thinks is fun. And to Jason, it's all about like. What is these space gods and one of them's good and one of them's evil and there's a monkey that talks and rides on the back of a dolphin. And that's not how my brain works at all. So I think we kind of like rein each other in.
0: What are Griffin and Ethan laughing at? Is it the, is it the sound in the background? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's just cuz it's a regular it's just a regular podcast episode but there's
1: like a buzz saw. This is screaming the first live the background. F- live from a construction site.
0: <laughs> I like how they're the Construction workers are not only buzz sawing, but then screaming over the buzz saw. <laughs>
1: just every once in a while, someone gets run over by a forklift.
2: Uh, it's just a I like Listen. to think that they're also interested, though, in Sea of Stars. are like, hey, Steven Spence was the fucking crazy, are awesome, what's going on <laughs> with that?
3: <laughs> Somehow this is my brand, because I do a podcast with Colin Bunn called uh, Missouri Swagger, and I'm known for having terrible audio no matter what the fuck <laughs> I do. Like I've, I've purchased microphones, I've set up equipment, i put like a sound booth around the computer. It always sounds bad. So you were going to get some
0: sort of shitty audio from me no matter what. It's all right. My kids, my kids make appearances on here every once in a while. <laughs>
2: <laughs> your kids, sometimes your wife is delivering wine directly to you during yeah. the episodes. No, she's uh, a good wife.
1: Donnie's yeah. cat
0: with Donnie's no aids frequent, should be clear yeah <laughs> my aids free wife for what? people that don't know what that means it's from the last episode donnie i'm Check not going into episode. it again she doesn't have aids don't ask <laughs> i think i've told you this story before anyway uh <laughs> tell me about cosmic ghost rider and how that came about and what you're hoping okay. to do with that
3: uh
0: how did that come about i
3: had a couple of books in at the same time and so i just kind of let marvel know that i was looking for something that was right around when i was i lived in texas for four months uh over the summer for really elaborate reasons um no no no. go into it dennis uh yeah no no i won't um but while i was down there yeah like things got kind of crazy and i had to move back really suddenly and while that was going on i had books ending so i just reached out to
1: editors oh
3: they're in dennis's
0: car now (laughs) They're sawing um, off Dennis's legs.
1: Are you being yeah. sanded right now? No, they just don't do it.
3: It's not a big deal. Um, so, yeah, I, they reached out and asked me if I'd be interested in doing it. And with the crazy year I'd had, I had not even read any of it. Like, I didn't know anything about Kyle's Ghost writer other right. than what he looked like from Twitter. Um, and so they <laughs> sent me everything Donnie had done in the previous series, and I sat down and read it all and kind of scratched my head like this is crazy fucking Lobo in the Marvel Universe thing that's hard (laughs) to explain what am I going to do with it Um, but it also looked really fun and unlike anything I had done in a really long time Uh, so yeah Donnie and I sat down and kind of hashed out who the character is and what was kind of left to do after the previous series and uh, yeah I found a fun take on it and pitched it and they said yes who's drawn that one? Uh, Scott Hepburn, and it's awesome. Oh, He's perfect okay. for it.
0: Yeah, I love Scott. Scott's what what was your thought after
1: of, of following up the Destroys Marvel history thing? Because we had celebrity Paul Shear write in a question to last episode, and he, he went wild with the character in that last series and just, like, blew everything up. Like, what Did you have any thoughts of, like, okay, what what do you even do after this?
3: Yes, I... my take was to go completely the opposite direction and make it more about the frank castle of cosmic Ghost Rider Mm -hmm. and like the man that's inside there and what it's like to not ever be able to die but to be obsessed with this thing that you know for sure will never work um Mm -hmm. so it's sort of like a cosmic version of welcome back frank as opposed to that book which went the other direction was like super gonzo crazy (laughs) ghostwriter
0: Is it still humorous, or have you? Yeah, or no. Have you backed away from that?
3: Well, that's the thing, Donnie and I talked about. Is that like when he's flamed on, when he's Ghost Rider, he's insane. Like a right. cook being on Earth had, for all of those thousands of years alone fried his brain. But when he's human, he's still basically Frank Castle, like a little crazier. Um, so the way that I do that is that he's just Frank more of the time, and then when he goes to kill people, he turns into Ghost Rider and makes jokes. And it's funny. So it's definitely funny. Um, I also brought in Canny um from my Avengers Arena run to kinda of play off of him. that she's like the kitty pride to his Wolverine and that allows for some fun stuff too.
0: Okay, now let's get into Gearhead. Uh talk to me about <laughs> Subtlety. The character Subtlety. Uh
3: Subtlety is a character that could not possibly exist in twenty nineteen.
0: <laughs> it was a great character. It actually made me laugh pretty hard when I read that book. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, my very first book uh, with Kevin Mellon, we didn't think we were ever going to get it to make another comic book again. So we crammed about 40 different things into one four-issue miniseries. And one of the ideas was that the superheroes had beaten all the bad guys and then taken over the government of the world. And the president was a Emma Frost-type character that wore a T-shaped piece of fabric that only covered her nipples and genitals. Uh, But she was the president, and her name was Subtle T. T. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was not that smart when I was 25.
2: That's pretty good, I think. I'll bring it. Do you want to keep talking about GearHead, or do you want to talk about a thing you're writing right now?
3: Me? I don't ever want to talk about GearHead.
2: Okay. All right. We can talk
0: about GearHead and Midnight Kiss. Come on.
2: uh, (laughs) Oh, come on. That's good. That's good stuff. Um... Everybody on the call, obviously, big Spider Man fans. Uh, you're right in Spider Man Velocity, which is the follow up to the video game story. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us about that. First, I, first, that video game's fucking awesome. Yes, yes it is.
1: <laughs> It's I was really surprised good. to read, like, an adaptation of the... Because you open it, and you're like, oh, it's the video game story. But, like, I read the whole thing, and I loved it. Because, like, it, it, like I've, I've hardly ever read, like, a straight-up transfer of a story to 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 the comics medium like that. And found it as entertaining. I, I, I thought that was really great. So, I thought it was cool that you get to follow it up.
3: Well, I'm a very good writer. So, you can expect <laughs> yeah, right. to like anything mm-hmm. that I write. Uh, mm-hmm. But also... Yeah, it's just an adaptation. Like, people... Thought that was very odd that we were taking a story and adapting it. But like that's what the Harry Potter movies are. Like all I had to do I, like I had to take like eight, whatever, sixty hours of a video game and take the story of that and make it fit into a six issue miniseries. So it really was more of like an adaptation in that sense where a lot of stuff had to be combined and truncated and whatever.
0: Um, Did you get a free PS4 and or game out of it?
3: No, but I didn't ask for that. I already had a PS4 <laughs> And I bought the game because it made it easier. Um, Right. And the weirdest thing is they sent me this weird compressed file that was a movie version of all the cutscenes, so I could watch the game Uh as a movie. But it was extraordinarily long and boring to uh, engage with. So my ex-girlfriend just played the game while I watched. I'm a terrible gamer. (laughs) So I sat Mm -hmm. there and drank beer while she played the video game. And that's how I got
0: most of the story. What
2: a twist on a classic tale. That's great. In – because
0: I don't know if I've told this on this – show yet but in your book did you end up using the ellie jude hotel and what book in velocity spider-man velocity because there was a cut scene so i'll tell this real quick did i tell this on the podcast before no i don't think okay. so. okay so it when i did my first issue of uh, amazing spider-man which was 665 i believe or 667 something like that uh I I had this scene where well several scenes where Spider Man was on top of a building just perched, and I chose to name the building the Ellie Jude Hotel because that's my niece and nephew. Uh, I didn't have a kid yet; Oliver wasn't born, but his name is in graffiti on the uh, on one of the walls with like it, his due date or something. Anyway, oh. um, but uh, so it was called the Ellie Jude Hotel, just something that whatever, um. Never thought I'd hear about it again. Uh, And then they made that game, and there was a cutscene where the helicopter smashes through the sign, the Ellie Jude Hotel. So suddenly my niece and nephew were in that game, and they have that story forever uh, to tell. But then Dennis came along and uh, retconned that it never existed. (laughs) And uh, I'm kind of mad right now. I just found this out. (laughs) Dennis?
3: well that scene oh. is definitely in the book and oh, okay. we reference heavily so it's possible it is in the book unless you've seen it and know that it's not
0: no I don't know but I mean I, I figured I, here's what I thought I thought maybe you had seen the book <laughs> no just no. A guess <laughs>
3: That the biggest challenge with writing the adaptation is we wanted to visually match the game as much as possible. So the right. scenes that the fight scenes and stuff I would have to watch the cutscenes and watch fight sequences and then send like time caps for the artist to make it match. Um, whereas with the actual story and the dialogue and stuff I had a lot of leeway with.
1: Uh, when you're following, when you're following up, you're like continuing the story yourself. Who are you working with story-wise that's involved in the game to like kind of make sure that you match up with what they're wanting to do with potentially another game? Like, who are you having to line it all up with?
3: Well, one of my first editors at Marvel, like, who did Avengers Arena and Avengers Undercover with me, is Bill Roseman, and he is mm-hmm. now like the VP of Story or something at Marvel Games, and so his team is the game story team. So I get notes from Marvel editorial, and then I also get notes from Bill and his team too. So they make sure everything lines up uh, pretty well, and they give me notes also based on like, you know, when they knew the DLC was going to happen, they they help me angle stuff in the right direction or use the right villains or whatever um,
0: right. to make sure it all lined up. Was this a more difficult process than sh- than writing some you know other things for Marvel, or was it fairly seamless? It's.
3: The adaptation was challenging because like, trying to make it new and make it fun for people to play the game but also make it make sense for people who haven't it was a little bit challenging. But I had just come off of two and a half years of writing WWE comics where I had to do exactly the same thing, like take actual wrestling matches and tell a story in and around it. So I was mm-hmm. super prepared for it. Um, it was a lot more fun to be able to just play inside the PS4 Spider-Man world because the world's cool. Uh, with Velocity, and then Black Cat Strikes is the next one. Um, so, yeah, like, once we kind of explain to readers this is what happens in the game, this is the world, here's some new shit, like, it's a lot more more like writing, you know, just normal comics.
0: You mentioned your WWE comics. I have a question. Okay. Are you still a WWE fanatic? Because I know be, you became one because of this job, correct?
3: Well, I became – so I was one when I when – I was, like, 14, and the Attitude Era was happening. I was really into it for, like, a year or two. And I got completely out. And then, like, I remember in my 20s, I would go on Wikipedia and read years and years of, like, the plot to what had happened Mm -hmm. with My Favorite Wrestlers, but I never watched it again. And then Jason's son got into it a few years ago, and so Jason started watching Jason Aaron started watching it, and I would watch it over there with him a little bit, which is what got me back into it. And then I was tweeting about wrestling after that, and the editor on that book jasmine amiri uh saw my tweets and that's how i got the job okay but then writing wrestling comics for three years where i would have to watch matches over and over and over in order to send reference to artists mm-hmm. and have to figure out how to make their storylines that didn't tie together make sense and fit into continuity uh i kind of burned me out so i still watch it occasionally i'll watch aew every now and again but yeah Wrestling as a well, job made me like watching it a little bit less.
0: Once your uh, kids get to that age, I'm sure you'll be back in again.
3: Yeah. it's And it's a dip in, dip out sort of a fandom, too. Like, there's so much. WWE puts out so much content, and it's a very simple storyline that, like, I don't need to watch five hours of wrestling a week, plus pay per views, plus, plus, plus. Like, it makes sense to dip in and out. It's kind of like baseball. When your team's really good, you watch all the games, and then when they're shitty, you watch maybe 20 a season, you know? Mm hmm. But, you know, we Tiger State. Yeah. Oh, yeah don't, say, we don't need we, to talk we about get that.
0: it. <laughs> All Detroit sports are that in one. the shitter right now. Uh, Dennis has two, uh, you have twin boys. How old are they now? They just turned five in October. So they're, they, I don't let my, I have an eight-year-old and a five-year-old, uh, and I don't let them watch wrestling because I've already witnessed them repeating things that they see on oh, television yes. immediately as they see it. Like we watched the Olympics and they were, we were watching the uh, gymnastics and Harrison at the time was three and he was immediately trying to do flips and we were like, well, this is not good. Not good. And I, was, I, I, I turned to Aaron and I was like, you know, I've been thinking about showing the boys wrestling, but they are not watching wrestling <laughs> because I just can see them pile driving each other and all that stuff right away.
3: Yeah. My experience with that, because they would walk in when I was watching wrestling for work and my experience with that is that Cullen was very concerned that that people were hurting each other and had to be told mm-hmm. that it wasn't real. And Dodge, yes, wanted to hurt his brother. So <laughs> their their yes. personalities so that's are very the different. Correct
0: split. We've got one kid that is sensitive and one kid that wants to beat the crap out of the other one as well. Yep. Nice. But we um, just, at least one of them has a size advantage. Why are they the same? Oh <laughs> no! So but it's... Oliver would never. Oliver would never hurt. He's, he would never hurt Harrison intentionally, but Harrison will hurt... The oh, five-year-old so- will hurt the older one on purpose, and he just won't do anything back. He just cries about it. Well, that's good.
3: <laughs> it's Please. better that it's not the other way, otherwise your small yeah. child will just yeah. be yeah. pummeled all the time. Yeah,
2: sure. <laughs> um, Ryan, do, you wanna, do we want to jump into our middle yeah, chapter? Five uh, yeah, five
0: questions. The five questions that uh, you guys are going to drop in the old, uh, you know, the song. Oh,
2: okay. Hey, well, it's fun time. Do, do for we need five to, Isn't here
0: to beatbox, Griffin? Can you beatbox? I know. Five questions. All right. Great job. Done. Great. Uh, okay, Dennis. First of all, we're going to start with fav- your favorite all-time writer. Who is your favorite all-time comic book writer? Brian K. Vaughn. Okay. Why? Next question. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why the hell would you pick Brian K. Vaughn?
3: Brian Kavan is really good at character work. All of his stuff is all character-based. It's all about the human condition, and it's all about all of the stuff that I love to write. But he is also just a fucking master of plot structure and cliffhangers, which I'm not great at. And so it's like he is what I would be if I was much, much better. And, yeah, I just really love his work. Also, like, Why the Last Man was super important to me when I was wanting to become a comic book writer, like when I, when I first got the bug. And Saga's Perfect... And I don't know. He's also, the very first Comic Con I ever went to, he was the only creator I didn't have anything to sign. I went to the creators I liked and like shook their hands, and said I really liked them. And Brian was super nice, and almost mm-hmm. everybody else was not. So yeah, I really like Brian Kimo.
0: But also, like you, you love Joss Whedon, correct? Hmm. I, I like Joss
3: Whedon. I never okay. watched Buffy. I really like okay. Firefly. Um, so I'm, I really like some of Joss Whedon's stuff, but I'm not like a super fan.
0: Because they they have a little crossover, right, in their styles? Yes, similar. Yeah.
2: yeah. So do you. What are your thoughts on Whedon's MCU stuff?
3: What is... What did he do? I don't even remember. The Avengers
2: movie? (laughs) Yeah, he wrote and directed the Avengers and Age of Ultron.
3: I liked the first one a lot. Um, Age of Ultron confused me, and I've only seen it once.
0: Age (laughs) of Ultron was a movie that I saw the or I saw it more than once, but I remember the first time I saw it, I remember being like, as I was watching I was like, I don't know what's happening, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Since he, does, know, sure he, doesn't do
1: much, he doesn't do much work at the Big Two, is there a character within the Big Two that you'd want to see Brian K. Vaughn take a swing at?
3: No, I don't want him to just make his own stuff.
0: Yeah, fair enough. I feel that. One. I'm. Sh- he did a Doctor Strange thing back in the day. That was pretty cool. The yes, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I anything that he writes, I would... I would take a look at. Yeah, sure, you same. know, it's always going to be good. Did you like the Private Eye? That's the
3: only one I haven't read. I I got oh, it. Uh, right before I got divorced, and it is in a box somewhere. Because it turns out Let's when you go get into divorced, your divorce, you would like to. <laughs> yeah, I got divorced <laughs> when my children were very young, and uh-huh. so I went from, yeah, like having two year olds to having two year olds by myself half the time uh so a lot of my comic book reading and media consumption uh got real weird for a hot minute um so yeah well
0: read it it's fantastic no i will i intend
3: to i'll I'll find it one day when my floors are done i'll get all my books out i'll find it read it (laughs) okay
2: think about me the whole time you read it picture my face the floor guys are like the oath yeah that shit's awesome
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh all right who's your favorite all-time comic book artist
3: as a fan, Stuart Eminem. As a writer working with artist Javier Rodriguez.
0: Oh yeah, he did awesome stuff. Was that that was on Spider Woman, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's like yeah.
3: Javier was like built to draw what I dream up. Like he he would always take everything I did and make it cooler and weirder and fix the storytelling and he hit every emotional beat and he's just like he's the perfect human being to draw books that I write. Um so yeah, I love working with them and I've been really lucky. Like Kev Walker was amazing. Veronica Fish was mm-hmm.
0: amazing. Sorry, that got out What's no, what's your favorite um Eminen, uh, st- like what's your favorite Eminem series, what's your favorite work that he's done?
3: Next wave is what made me fall in love with him. I like, love that. Um, I really like the I don't remember what it's called. It was like art thieves or something thing that he did with his wife it was like a web comic they
0: did for a minute. Okay.
3: I don't remember what's called anyway. Uh, and then his work on all new X-Men was gorgeous. Like that's not my favorite thing ever. that's not my favorite like book ever, but I thought he was perfect on that. I, just really I, like I mean
0: he's he's always perfect, yeah, yeah. he's that's a good choice. Um, okay, what's your favorite single issue comic book? Your favorite single issue of a comic book ever?
3: It is a tie between why the last man number 58 i think which is the the one before the penultimate one okay because um, just like you cry and it's like the perfect setup to the ending of the thing ever and it has awesome horrible beats in it and it's great uh and then i think the first issue of the second arc of casanova is perfect in every way
0: I think you got it's just think either Casanova number
3: eight or like Luxuria number one or the fuck you can remake Gala. I don't even remember that book has too many names, but yeah, that is issue. Uh, are you, are you
0: a big Matt fraction fan? Yeah. You yeah, have to say yes now because we're on the podcast and you can't say
3: it. not really. <laughs> no. Yeah. I like Matt's work a lot.
2: Okay, cool. Me too. Are you a Ryan Stegman fan considering that you do not have to say yes?
3: As an artist, I think he's fantastic. As a human being, I once uh, spent a day in a car with him and his wife, and I hate them both
2: forever.
0: (laughs) Can you explain to to the listeners what we did to you? What do you mean? You said that I wouldn't stop talking. Yeah, you you were talking a lot. That was driving us crazy. Uh, Remember, you couldn't unroll the window when we went through customs. Did we get pulled over? Yeah, they, they didn't want,
3: because we weren't family members. We were going to members. Toronto Fan
0: Expo. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: because, because we weren't family members, they were very dubious of why we were going across the border together, and my window wouldn't roll down, so that made it more awkward.
0: <laughs> I do, yeah, and then we, we took you to my sister's house. Oh, that's right. So you, got the, you got the full tour, Yeah, and I proceeded to just say embarrassing things about you. Yes. So I guess I see why you don't like me. You told her, you told your entire
3: family that I was there to poop, which wasn't true.
0: Got him. That doesn't him. sound like me. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a great host. Okay. Uh, so I
1: believe, uh, I believe fans can get the full tour of your sister's house on our Patreon, right?
0: <laughs> what? <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah, no, yeah, no, we started a Patreon, and we put a virtual tour of your sister's oh, house on it. Oh, okay. There.
0: I mean, you yeah. can see the bathroom where Dennis, that Dennis blew out. <laughs> I definitely did not post your sister's house. It was his whole know. purpose. The whole know, purpose for being there you was may to, have.
2: to destroy that toilet.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, that's what I, I, my sister moved into a new house one time, and I went in and immediately blew that place up. And it was a small place, and she was so mad. Anyway. Okay, next question. Uh, What is your favorite story arc of all time? What is my favorite story arc of all time?
3: It might be the God Killer arc of Thor at the beginning of Jason's Thor run.
0: Oh, that was so good. Because
3: that is an arc, like, there's lots of things that I like as much, but that was very much an arc of a bigger thing. So I think that answers mm-hmm. the question best. Uh, so yeah, I really like it. Well, that.
0: elaborate. Tell us what your favorite things are about it. If <laughs> you just never seen anything like it. Like,
3: it's really hard. The hardest thing about taking over a character that, especially like a big character that's been around forever, is trying to put your mark on it without changing it so much that it's unrecognizable. And I think Jason was the first person in a long time to take Thor and be like, here's something super new that is straight up Thor. And so this idea that there's a very sad creature who feels fucked over by the gods, who is given the power of gods, and then uses that to go kill them because gods are evil, is a really interesting idea, and it fits into the Asgardian mythos really well. It's a great villain. And it was also just really scary. And then setting up different eras of Thor was really cool, too. Like, showing Thor when he was young and brash and didn't have the hammer yet, and the modern Thor and King Thor. Just all of that was a really smart way... To put a new angle on the character without, without. Really- Plus,
0: some of the best art you'll ever see. Oh, yeah. The s art in that is well, incredible.
3: It's perfect for the story, too, because, I mean, it almost looks like a, I don't know, like a painting on an old church or something. Yeah. Which is,
0: you know, it was just really well done. You know Jason well. How much of his Thor run did he have figured out when he started out? He told me the first
3: two years on an airplane six months before it was announced that the book was coming out. So he had a lot of it figured out, and I have known where it was going to end for three years at least. So,
0: is that something you're looking forward to do? Is getting to stretch out on a project like that?
3: Yeah, I mean, honestly, if we're being brutally honest, my divorce sort of derailed my my career in a weird way. Where I used to, I was like, I'm doing a lot of ongoings, and then I my schedule got really messed up, and my I kind of started doing shorter stuff. So Exo Man of War is the first time I've had like a legit actual ongoing in a long time that's going to have some legs. And it's been really fun to plot far out because the few things that I've done that were longer form in the last couple of years have all been like, well, we'll do six issues and then if it does well, do with six more. So I I end up doing a lot, but it wasn't something I could plan longer. So that's the fun thing about CSRs and that's the fun thing about Exo Man of War is that, yeah, like I can look down... 30 issues from now, and I don't know what's going to happen.
0: How far out do you have uh, Exo Man of War? Uh,
3: the first two <laughs> years are
0: roughly uh, yeah. plotted. Okay, that's great. We have some questions on Twitter about that, but we'll get into that in a minute. Uh,
2: <clears throat>
0: okay, ask last the question. four guys,
2: what they think of Jason's Thor run. And they have yeah. no
0: thoughts.
1: Are they, are they Exo Man War fans?
2: <laughs> wait
0: do they have no thoughts in general or just about Jason's run
1: um they don't seem
3: to uh, they don't seem thrilled that I'm here would be the okay. only thought that I'm getting
0: <laughs> um all right and uh, your favorite current series and why go it just ended so it doesn't really count but I think
3: giant <laughs> days by John Allison is perfect it's fantastic Who- things are perfect but it is so good and it ran so long and it's like the rare indie book that went 50 <laughs> issues
0: or something and was fantastic from start to finish. I'm not Sorry. even who publishes that? Boom. Oh, how long did it go?
2: I think 50 issues.
0: Holy crap. I, how do I not even know about this? I don't know. It was a
3: side character's in a long-running webcomic that they just published as a, you know, a series at Boom and it took off. And it, it won that he won the Eisner this last year for best series or best something i don't know but it's fantastic
0: they have a boom is killing it lately yeah they really are agreed all right i guess you were you were quicker in those questions than we normally are but you know (laughs) whatever this Uh, is a little bit of an awkward
3: environment to answer questions
0: it's it's okay (laughs) i don't i don't know what you're talking about
2: Maybe if we all, if we all just blast some sort of noise in the background, it'll even itself out.
3: What's weird about it is because yeah. I have big headphones on, I can't hear it. So I know it's <laughs> happening, and it's in a distance to me, but I know it's much louder to you, which makes it funny. Are
2: you coming in here anymore? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, because we've got just get him on the podcast. Okay. No, no, no. I'm just on the show. Fuck yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next week. Um, <laughs> next week with our guests, the guys sanding Dennis's floor. <laughs> I feel
0: really like just right. color. I added color to the your fine podcast. Um, the first question we have,
2: we have. I can. What, you want me to ask him, Ryan, yeah? Go, or you want to go keep it. going? I pulled him up. I had a little bit of courage to hop on. Twitter I might answer. I, could,
0: I might answer the question because I think he asked both
2: of us a question. So go ahead. Okay, this is from Justin. What's your favorite book you have ever written or drawn? Am I going first? Sure, sure. Uh, my favorite
3: work-for-hire book is Spider-Woman um, because that is a book that I didn't know what to do with at first and we did four really bad issues that didn't make any sense and then I like completely took a 180 and made it this super personal thing about what was going on in my personal life and how I felt about superhero comics. And it's just extremely proud of it. Like the birth of my kids is in there. The end of my marriage is in there. Like it, it's so this weird accidental diary that I wrote over the course of three years that I'm really proud of. It's a great book.
0: Um, <clears throat> okay. I'll answer. Mine is absolute carnage because it's the last thing I did. So I'm all, <laughs> you know, I feel like I'm always improving Uh, and, uh, so that's the one that I'm most happy with for the moment until the next thing comes out, which I can't talk about. So don't even try.
2: (laughs) Okay. Next up, Tom Servo. I don't have a question so much as I want to say how much I love the Gamerverse Spidey books. Any attention you want to pay to those to get people to buy them would be awesome because I want lots more. Hey, We talked a little bit about the Gamer Spider-Verse books. Dennis, anything to add? Anything more you want to say about your super cool Gamer-Verse Spider-Man books?
3: Because it is sort of a streamlined version of the Spider-Man universe that we're working in. Because the game just took a bunch of the history and made like a... Spidey's been Spidey for seven years or whatever. And everything's kind of simple. We get to tell really classic Spider-Man stories within that and there's stories that if you've just played the game and never read any other comics you can dive right in and read which is a lot of fun um, but for me I just like I get to do a spider-man ongoing essentially that nobody messes with me because no one else is playing in that universe and it's based on like a really well-built well thought-out story in the wait so it's it's an ongoing or it's it was finished the first so the first arc is just an adaptation of the game and then okay. what we're doing is a series of mini series, but there are more oh, planned great. past what's announced. Like I'm, so it's essentially an ongoing for me, but they come out as mini series.
0: That's awesome. Keep doing it. Anytime you can um, write Spider-Man without it being tethered to anything, you, it's no, it's
3: yeah, like it's awesome. Best. Like there's no crossovers, nobody touches right. any of the characters. Like yeah, it's great.
2: Jorge Solis, is X-Mana War ever going to shave and get rid of that awful beard?
3: Uh, no, because Eric is a Visigoth warrior and doesn't give a fuck what you think about his beard. Sweet. I can relate. I get that. I mean, it's, it's a, uh, honestly, it's a character point. Like, he's a warrior that wants to <laughs> do what's right and help people and fight, you know, fight for the, every man. And so he really doesn't care what people think of him, which is kind of a problem mm-hmm. living in the modern world because everybody's concerned about, you know, PR and appearances and how you're presented to the world, which is a huge story point in our series, is that like, yeah, he's everybody keeps telling him he's supposed to care. He's supposed to be this figurehead and he's just like, I'm a warrior helping people. What difference does it make? So he really wouldn't care what people think of his beard.
0: When you do um, something for Valiant, like Exo Man Award, do you get little inter- interference? Do you have to cross over a lot or is it a little less, you know, congested like the Marvel Universe?
3: Well, like, it crossed over a little bit. I just talked to Tim Seeley about Bloodshot because he's using XO and that. Um They're very careful stewards of the characters because they have big plans in other media and stuff. So they have, like, not specific story points necessarily, but just, like, this is what we want the character to be. Make sure your story heads in that direction. And then once you're on the same page, they leave you alone plus heather antos is my editor and she's amazing she's mm-hmm. really been great to work with and she helps me navigate all that um so it's been pretty smooth but yeah i mean yeah it's mostly just like they want exo to be exo and this is what exo is and this is what they're doing in other media so as long as i hit those beats i'm pretty much left alone all
0: right so on that note about XO, who who is your favorite comic book character or who is a character that you haven't written that you would like to
3: like in at any
0: company yeah whatever
3: my favorite character that i've written is porcupine from my spider man spider woman run uh i love porcupine he's got the greatest costume in comics and the voice we came up with for him was my favorite thing to write um so, my answer always used to be Guy Gardner, because Guy Gardner was my favorite comic book character when I was a kid. Uh, but I have found that I don't actually like writing my favorite characters. Like The characters that are the most fun to write are often the ones that somebody forced me to put in a book that I had to figure out. So, right. Uh, I mean, Guy Gardner's the easiest answer, but I, I probably would hate writing him, because I care too much.
0: That is, that is. there's a thing that happens in drawing too where you're like I don't know if I can pull that character off and then you draw them and you're like I love this character Sim, that when I drew Medusa in uh, Inhuman I was all like I, th- I was pretty concerned about that and then she was like one of my favorite characters I've ever drawn yeah it's weird it's
3: like a, it's, you have to do the work of finding them they become yours kind of and then yeah um, that's been my experience
0: alright well I think we can kind of wrap up now I was going to say uh, really? you know I Uh, christmas is right around the corner i want to know if you had a message about christ for our listeners (laughs) oh Oh.
3: uh well christ is lord and Uh he died for our sins okay and it's important to remember that this holiday is not about materialism or buying presents for one another but basking in christ's love
0: okay that's Amen. great. That's beautiful. Wow.
1: Are, are we cut Is that going to cut out too, or what? <laughs> <laughs> this episode is controversial as hell. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, we can cut out all the things that Dennis said about the Trump impeachment. <laughs> um, he went on, folks. He went on for a
2: long time, but we cut that out. Very long time. Took it all. He out. had a
0: lot of thoughts about it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I'll uh, I'll drop a couple of dates here. First off, today, the day we're recording this, December eighteenth. Well, it was a big day for you, Dennis, because you had um, Revenge of Cosmic Ghost Rider number one drop uh, and Spider-Man Velocity number five also dropped today. So you're ending one mini, starting another. Folks, go out to your local comic shop and grab those. Um, meanwhile, the, uh, the trade of the first five issues of Sea of Stars, uh, like you'd mentioned, is coming out January 29th, 2020. It's coming, folks. Go get it. Good shit. Were you googling and, when
3: my books come out while I was talking instead of listening to
2: me? Uh, no, I googled when your books were coming out before.
3: <laughs> okay, good. Yes, I do that. But buy those the, books.
2: The the one I did uh, the one I did pull up while you were speaking was uh, Black Cat Strikes, which is just before Sea Stars on January fifteenth. Yeah. You got so much stuff. It's good time to be Dennis Hopeless. Yeah. It is. Also, this I have house really, is getting really renovated. good hair.
0: What? He does have great hair.
2: The, I could tell you got your, you got your, you don't have video on. We're on Skype. We all have video on your Skype profile picture. A very handsome man. Good on you. Thank you. Ethan's got, he's got that Ethan hair. Totally has that Ethan. Not hair. anymore.
3: Now I have McDreamy Definitely. hair. My hair looks like Patrick Dempsey's. What? Oh,
2: nice. Is it like longer? Uh-huh. Ugh. Are you rocking a Man of War beard?
3: Uh, no, I always have like a trimmed my beard nice. my i have a giant gap between my mustache in the middle of my mustache so i can't have a full beard
2: like right here yeah it's it's better. reverse like thing. so what well, is let's like right, let's not severe to
3: stubble
1: on me is me griffin's I would territory i'm the hair guy on the show griffin is the beard guy on the show
2: and together we you know we're a pretty good looking we're guy one but separately Dennis,
1: we're one Dennis Hopeless, yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey Dennis, thanks so much for uh being on the show is there anything that you want to say to the folks uh, that you want to recommend uh, before we wrap it up?
1: Uh,
2: just by my Perhaps books, the folks, the nice folks, sand in your floors if they're doing a good job. You tell want to us, shout
0: it- tell <laughs> us when Sea of Stars comes. The, the trade is hitting shelves. Griffin, it's in January. Already. The
3: trade okay. comes out in January. And the, the for some reason, some reviewers think that, we, that it's not an ongoing. It is an ongoing. And I think yeah. May is when issue six will come out. So it will relaunch in May. So buy the trade in January, buy tons of copies for everyone you know, and then have them buy issue six in May.
0: Mm-hmm. Fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to say, we we need to announce that uh, we have some very sad news. Oh my God. Uh, next week, there you will be episode. No you brought it up episode. already.
2: Christmas, there's no episode for... Sorry, guys, we're not getting you anything for Christmas this year. We not even be, a regular We're all going to be in
0: church... All day that day. <laughs> and all week. And we can't do an episode. That's
1: the official stance of the Stegman and his Amazing Friends podcast. Go to church.
0: Yes. Go to church for, to for place the place entire place. Christmas week. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Why are you just adding all this shit I gotta <laughs> cut out?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: this episode's gonna be, be twenty church. minutes long. I will be at my new full time job of a mall Santa. Um but I'm a budget mall Santa, so I'm there after Christmas. So Oh okay. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, folks. Uh, So, yeah, we'll miss everybody next week, but happy holidays to everybody. We'll see you all in the new year, the new decade. Ryan, it's 2020. Holy shit. Uh, I don't care. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) do you have anything you want to add? Anything you want to say to the folks before we wrap it up? For Uh, the year, for the decade? For the
0: year. um, I hope that everybody has a great Christmas. And a great New Year's, and I encourage everybody that is of age to get rip-roaring drunk uh, <laughs> on any of these days. If you're off work right now, just start now, every night. The more drunk you can get, the better. Um, I'll be drunk, not tonight,
2: but Friday for sure. Starting so, Friday through to starting Friday, yeah. an un- unknown date. Friday Friday is my wife's birthday, and
0: we're going out, and I think we're gonna go big. So So. Ruth's Chris. No, 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 (laughs) Ruth's Chris. But Dennis does know my love of Ruth's Chris. (laughs) Uh, Dennis. Dennis went with me to Ruth's Chris in Toronto, where I uh, said to the waiter, um, they came by and asked if we wanted anything to drink, and I said uh, very loudly. I will take a bottle of your cheapest red wine <laughs>
2: <laughs> to celebrate. Uh, yeah, very good. Well, hey folks, thanks so much. This is episode twenty-six. We managed to get twenty-six episodes out uh, in our in our first year. Our first like whatever it's been like six months. Uh-huh. It's been great. Um, we'll see everybody next time. Uh, you can find all of our episodes at stegmanandfriends.com. If you want to email the show, you can email us at stegmanandfriends at gmail.com. Find us on all the podcast places, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts, and we'll read it on the next Mailbag episode, which will probably be sometime soon. Um, Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at stegmanshow. Ryan's at Ryan Stegman. Dennis, what is your handle on the social medias?
0: at hopeless dent on twitter you
3: cut out yes no you
0: you (laughs) cut out
3: (laughs) at hopeless dent on twitter is the best place to find me at dennis hopeless comics on instagram if you want to see pictures of my children
2: sweet uh i'm at griff sheridan ethan is at tales to astonish yes he got it uh good stuff and that is what we call the end of the episode
0: can i read one um review that we got sure uh For our podcast that I thought was really uh, prescient. Sure. Um, Let me open it here. Uh, It just just really made me think about how great it is that we do um, this podcast. Uh, Mm -hmm. It was from Beef Boy 6000. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it reads, uh, Ryan is so handsome and funny. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Isn't that nice? Oh, that's the whole thing. Very kind. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Did they mention us at all? Uh, no. No, they didn't. They, <laughs>
0: they, they left you out. I, I, I'm looking at another review right now that says, uh, I can't believe he got Zadarsky five stars, and then the rest of the review says he's a national treasure.
1: I liked the other one better. but Yeah, I
0: don't like to. this one. Mm-mm. Um, but we have 77 reviews now. so Let's read this them all right
1: cool. now. Former
0: oh,
3: editor-in-chief of Marvel Comics, Axel Alonso, did once say that he was surprised how attractive Ryan
0: was when he met him. Uh, <laughs> He's very attractive. He's surprisingly attractive. What can we say? Well, I'm gigantic, and I think that, that just makes people think that I'm attractive. <laughs> right. Like a lighthouse. And also, I used to have more hair. I used to have Ethan hair, but, you know, it went by the wayside. Everybody has fell out hair in the shower.
2: God damn. That's a real nightmare. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I feel it, though. My parents How at uh, at you? their place. Um, I have the. I am actually a fifty year old trapped in the body of a twenty one year old, but See. the hairline of a forty year old. you no, you've got
3: hair still. Oh yeah, you're fucked though.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's gonna be bad one of these days. It's... Is this the bummer ass note that we're ending the show on? <laughs> <laughs> My parents have one of those things that like catches hair on the shower drain or whatever, and I'm always just like. There it is. There, <laughs> there it goes. goes, there goes there my youth. Goes. <laughs> I mean, if it doesn't right. fall
3: out, it turns white. Like mine's white, so
2: that's okay. That sounds cool. White is in right now. Everybody's talking about being a silver fox and everything. So, I would take it. Ryan, what about you? Silver fox? No.
0: I my beard is very gray. My mm-hmm. hair on top of my head is holding strong. Are we still recording? Yes. Is Hang this the still seat. the episode? <laughs> yeah, this is. Yeah, still uh, uh, yeah. let's talk about. Uh, the masked singer. Somebody just got unmasked, and I don't know who it is. It's Donald a Trump. That's right? the answer. Yeah.
2: He... <laughs> Surprise! I'm no longer president. Now I am the masked singer. <laughs> the masked singer. Oh my God! All right, let's end the episode.